What is a soul adventure, you may ask? Well, each of us has a soul, and with that comes a unique set of desires and ideals. When we learn to tap into our intuition and listen to what our souls have been begging us to do for years, we can then go on the adventure we were meant to have, like changing our jobs, taking a leap towards love, self, and for another, or even breaking soul-crushing patterns. You can make a change, find fulfillment, and create a life on your own terms, despite what you have been programmed to believe. I've been working with freedom-craving, soulful, travel-loving women for the past seven years who are learning to listen to their souls and finally tap into their intuition to make the long-needed changes, go through transformations, and even write books. They are brave, intuitive, and ready to leap into their soul adventure. But this podcast is more about my story, how I made those changes after growing up in a very strict religion, leaving it, and finding my way back to my soul. It's about how I found my version of God after breaking up with him. Hello, and thank you for joining me today. So I want to talk today about something that I did this weekend that was pretty scary. On Thursday, I had a friend of mine reach out to me and tell me that her mother had organized a ban off our bodies rally up in Carlsbad, California, which is about 25 minutes away from where I live. And she asked me if I would come. And to be honest, I was a little iffy around saying yes. One, I had never been to a rally before. And two, pro-choice is something that has lived inside of me secretly for years. I never really talked about it publicly because of the way that I grew up in the church. Everybody is pro-life. And so I told her that I could maybe go. And then the next day, she asked me if I would speak. She said that she had talked to her mom and another speaker at the event, and they thought that it would be a good idea to have me share my story at the event. This caused a lot of nerves for me because this would be a chance for me to share my story, but also share a part of my story that I've never really talked about because it's such a touchy subject. Abortion is something that I grew up judging people for. It's something that the church holds very, very dear as a um, as a sin, as something that shouldn't be done. I grew up seeing the pro-life rally posters, pictures of dead babies, aborted babies, and it's pretty brutal. And um, it's just something that has been part of my upbringing and part of my belief system. However, a long time ago, I decided that I wasn't pro-life and that I believed a woman had a right to choose what she should do with her body, especially when it comes to her reproductive rights. However, I never really voiced that or said anything about that. It was just something that I secretly voted on, and it's something that I just secretly agreed with whenever I would read something that was pro-choice or pro-woman's bodies. However, this weekend was an opportunity for me to step out of my comfort zone and share my story. 
So the first thing I did was I asked my friends who know me very well if this is something that they thought I should do. And I guess I already knew in my heart that I was going to do it, but I needed the affirmation. I called my mom to discuss it with her as well because my mom has, you know, she raised me and she was part of the church as well. And my conversation with my mom was the solidifying factor for me on going out and speaking. She spoke to me about the beliefs that I grew up with. She gave me the other side. She asked me what I would say if there was somebody that wanted to question me. And I was able to hold my ground and answer all of her questions. And just that discussion with my mother solidified even further my beliefs. And one of the reasons why I feel so strongly about this is because of purity culture. I grew up steeped in it. And if you're not familiar with purity culture, it is a toxic set of teachings that teach children that they need to keep themselves pure for their wedding night. Now, on the surface, it all seems great. You save yourself for marriage. You know, your body is the temple. All these wonderful, joyful teachings. But it is a very toxic part of my childhood because there were so many things that caused a lot of grief for me growing up. One being the extreme anxiety that I felt around my body and needing to be perfect and being afraid that I was tempting men. Purity culture is based on a lot of different beliefs, but some of the main ones are that women are a stumbling block for men. And it's our responsibility as women to keep from tempting men with our bodies. So we so modesty is the utmost importance. You do not show your shoulders. You don't wear tank tops. You don't wear a skirt that shows your knee. You don't wear shorts. I mean, it even went as far as, in some cases, don't wear red nail polish or anklets. Anything that would be seen as promiscuous or loose, you didn't do. So you covered up and it was implied that it was your responsibility as a girl to help guys control their brains because men can't control their minds and urges according to purity culture. And the other problem is once you get married, if you've saved yourself, sex is supposed to be glorious. So they give you this big lead up to your wedding night as a virgin telling girls and boys that their sex on their wedding night will be mind-blowing. Now, most of us know that that is bullshit, and having sex as a virgin can be pretty painful. So it, it's fraught with a fallacy right up front, and, and the expectation for your wedding night is pretty sad because you're putting so much importance on one night and not creating a relationship with this person and not creating and, and the intimacy the or the lack thereof if you do have problems on your wedding night. 
So not only is that a problem for purity culture, but it also leads to sex addiction and porn is rampant in the church and perfectionism and anxiety and depression and body shame and shame around your thoughts and your mind, natural thoughts that you have when you are a teenager. And then some even turn to drugs and alcohol to cope with this shame and anxiety and addiction. Now, there are ways out of it. There's therapy. There's lots of groups out there that specifically help people deconstruct their religion and their breakaway from purity culture. You know, for me, a lot of the times journaling helped me because I battled with these thoughts inside of me. I just, I knew they were natural. Part of me knew they were natural. And the other part of me felt so much shame for being attracted to men and wanting to have a boy as a boyfriend and kiss and touch. And so there was a lot of shame for me. There's also a lot of great books out there of people who have written about their breakaway from purity culture and support groups. So growing up in purity culture doesn't mean that you're doomed. It just means that maybe you have a little bit of work to do around body shame, body image, maybe even your sexuality. And so this weekend, when I got up in front of this crowd, which was near a thousand people, I felt myself shaking. And I've spoken before, maybe not to a thousand people, but I've spoken in front of crowds. But I know that the shaking was from what I was about to say, what I was about to deliver, what I was about to declare to the world that I believed. And that is, I believe that a woman has the right to choose what she does with her bodies. And I also felt this release of judgment that I had from the 18 years of living in purity culture of the judgments that I made towards people that had abortions, towards people that had sex before marriage. And I felt the chains of guilt and shame release as I spoke this truth. And when I watched back on the video, I had to yell one because there was a large crowd and a, and a very tiny, and a, and a tiny speaker with a microphone. But as I watched myself, I saw years of pent up anger, shame, frustration, guilt, anxiety release as I declared my truth. When I declared, I believe that a woman needs to be trusted to make a choice about what is right for her body, I felt it with my entire body when I said that. And I closed my speech with three truths about women that I've learned through this breakaway, through this growing, through this learning. And one is that we are intuitive. We are so intuitive. And we need to be trusted that we know what's best. And if a woman is making a really hard decision, like having an abortion, you better believe most likely she has struggled with this choice. She has thought about it, maybe even prayed about it or meditated or talked to friends or talked to a doctor. I don't believe with one in four women having an, abor an abortion and being such an important person decision that you have to make with your body. I believe 
I have no right to judge a woman on what she chooses to do with her life, regardless of the subject. And I need to trust her that she is doing what's best for her, just as I would want anybody to trust me to make the right choices for my body. And the second truth is that we are smart. Ever since we've been able to rise up, use our voices, we have changed so much in history. We have made history, we have changed history, and we have inspired so many people. So when we are valued and we are able to use our brains, it's amazing what comes forth. And finally, we are powerful. Women are so powerful. Not only do we give birth to humans, but we are change makers. We are inspirers. We are empowerers. And every single day, we are doing something amazing and powerful to change this world. I won't even get started on the list of women I think are so super powerful. But I bet if you took one moment right now, you could think of at least three very powerful women. So I want to leave you here today with this. It may feel very scary to speak your truth, especially when you have family and friends that don't agree with you. However, when we use our voices to speak our truths, there is freedom to be found. And yes, there may be people that disagree with you and that's okay. They have the right to disagree with you. But the only person that speaking your truth really matters to is you. Imagine the chains that can be broken away when you're speaking what you believe and standing up for what you believe in. I know that I held on to this truth for far too long as my secret. I know people in my closest circle knew what I believed, but I never really declared it. And with everything that is going on in our world, especially around women's health issues, it's important to ask yourself, what do I actually believe? Where do I stand? And if you stand in a place where you can make change, it might be important to take that stand. And if you grew up in purity culture, one, I'm so sorry. I understand it's terrible. And I hope that you're finding your way to have sovereignty over your body because all the teachings that were fed to us through purity culture are just lies. They're not true. And I really hope that the more of us that speak up about our experiences with purity culture, the quicker this dogma can be dismantled and we can save future kids from having to grow up with such shame.